Keep mm. going. Oh. I. <laughs> no. No. Oh, my leap. No. It is episode 207 of the Try Games at Net podcast, which is really weird because at this point, episode 206 and Pete's Pete Awesome cast is not up yet, so I'm way behind. I blame the thing that pays me my money, that being work. Um, always. Always. Always be closing. Always be podcasting. But I am here now recording this episode, which will also probably not go up for another week, but hopefully it does go up soon if my Sunday has anything to say about it. Who am I? I'm Austin. What is this? This is a Try Gamers Internet podcast. And Al, what do we do here? We talk about games. Games. And, oh, no, we're not going to do that again. It's no, so tempting again. to do it when Pete's not here. <laughs> um, yes, we talk about games and shit. And stuff has happened. And st- other stuff hasn't happened. And topics are discussed about stuff. And we're finally getting around to discussing Doc Brown's story tweets um, and stuff because it was very long and it took us a month to read through the email. That's not actually true. We just are very slow in posting the podcast and we actually read this two weeks ago and we just got around to talking about it now. Uh, yeah. Pete is usually with us. He is not with us this week. He will return at some point, probably next week during our PAX cast, uh, if we have one. Hopefully we will have one. Uh, the only problem is that the whole microphone laptop setup will kind of suck. So we'll have to figure a way around that. Because we know you love the sound quality from last year. And you know what's also going to suck? What? I'm not going to be there. <gasps> no! But you'll be there in spirit. Yeah. Whatever. Somehow. Whatever. Somehow. Somehow we will whatever. make the spiritual gatlining, allening happen. Allening. <laughs> Alaning, Alan Wrench. I don't know. I have rice and beans here with some cilantro in it, so I'm going to eat it while you, Al, talk about what you've been playing. I've been playing Dragon Quest V. Uh, as much as I could for the week, and I'm about eight hours and a few minutes in the game, and uh, actually one of those hours was a big waste of time. Uh, last Sunday, I was on a train, running around the town for the entire train ride, trying to figure out what the hell I was supposed to do next. And uh, I could not see a transparent person which with which I was supposed to continue the plot with. And um, so basically I'm like seven hours, really. But I'm really kind of in, in, engrossed into the game, into the storyline, and uh, how things are impacting the character, what uh, the current situation is in the story which actually doesn't have anything to do with the main character uh so much it does but it doesn't have anything to do with the overall uh i guess his personal goals it's more of like something that happened that he has to kind of settle um but i'm really digging the uh the monster aspect of it you once you get a wagon you're able to recruit monsters that uh, I'm, I don't know if it happens like this in DQM, but as you fight monsters, and if you're a high enough level, and if you fight them a certain way, I guess, I, I couldn't really figure that part out. 
but once you win the battle, one of the enemies may kind of stay behind and want to join you. You can choose whether you wanted to join the party or not, and then it becomes a fighting member of your party. Uh, they tend to, well, not tend, they do whatever the hell they want until their wisdom is 20, and then they will follow your commands, and they'll do whatever tactics you want them to do. Uh, I didn't realize this, but for like a short while into getting like my first couple of uh, monsters, and I was like, okay, well, you get a monster as a part of the story, just one, and then you lose that monster according to how the story folds out. But that one monster, I'm like, ow! I'm sorry, I just bit my lip. I just ow. bit my lip. Oh. That food must be good then. Oh, oh. keep mm. going. Oh, I <laughs> no. No! No! My lip! No. Ow! Um, I, uh, yeah. So that monster that I had in the beginning of the game that they give to you, I was telling it to do things, and it would, like, defend. And then it would, um... It, it would it would attack something that I didn't want it to attack, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is going on? And then later on... I found out that they do whatever the hell they want to do. They're kind of wild still. They don't get tamed until their wisdom hits 20, which can be who knows when. depends on what their stats look like. Some of them get wisdom 20 early. Some of them kind of get wisdom 20 a little later. And all the different monsters have different attributes, I guess. Uh, it's hard for me to kind of figure out what I want to do because, you know, there's so many monsters in the game. And... The, I mean, I'm right now. I'm, I have my party is um, my my main character, this other guy who uh, was involved in story events with me, a slime and a drakey, and I like the slime. Even though you you would think, oh, it's a slime is the first first uh, enemy in the game, it's a piece of shit. Uh, the the slime is actually one of so far one of the the best characters, the best monsters on my squad. I have like a little mini dragon, and I have uh, one of those dudes with the hammer. If you ever played Dragon Quest VIII, they're like called brownies, hammer hoods, etc. Um, I think I have a brownie. Uh, I have a zombie. I have uh, a bomb, an apple. You know, these like little guys. And the apple has, um, not the apple, the bomb has like ridiculous defense, but most of its special moves make it kill itself. So I doubt I'm going to use it. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like, a little, uh, it's like, oh, I got this awesome character, but his awesome stuff makes him leave. Uh, well, it's a bomb, okay. so yeah. it makes sense. You know, like, his first special move is Kamikaze. Did the bomb appear in Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest first? Uh, well, the bombs in Dragon Quest aren't really, like, bombs. They're more like, they're more like pufffish with the puffs out. Blowfish. Okay, with, you know, all puffed out, and but they're they have legs, so they're kind of like almost like hedgehogs, almost. But they have spikes all over their body. I would have to say that bombs appeared in Final Fantasy first. I'm pretty sure that they were in Final Fantasy two. I'm not sure they weren't in uh, one, right? I don't think I don't so. Uh, keep going. I'll actually look that up because that is an interesting fact that everyone needs to know about. Um. <clears throat> I think that well, this is the first Dragon Quest game to to to. I think it's probably the only Dragon Quest game in the series as well that travels through the course of a person's life. 
like in okay. the opening moments of the game, your your character is born, uh, and then it, right after your character is born, you start to control your character at age six, and then once you go through the uh, beginning segments of the game at age six, then you are playing as age sixteen. I think that's where the meat, meat of the game is, but then in the course of the game, you're supposed to get married, have a child, things like that too. That's why the game is called Hand of the Heavenly, Hand of the Heavenly Bride. Uh, okay. Because you get to choose uh, who you're going to marry and things like that. So in the story, I... you're introduced to different girls and things like that. Oh, uh, yeah. As a part of just the story. Like, when you're six, there's a girl named Bianca, and she's eight. And she uh, tell, she has you walking through this like haunted castle. And the two of you uh, have to basically fight the ghost in the haunted castle for whatever reason. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> reveal. No spoiler! And then after that, um, that transparent person I was trying to find was a, like an elf girl named Honey. And <laughs> she didn't really like exist in the real world. You had to like, go into like their world. And that's why she's transparent? Yeah. Oh, and... found it. Uh, bombs did make their first appearance in Final Fantasy 2. Ah, there you go. okay. Um... And so... At least in the Final Fantasy franchise, I should say. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, that, I think... Oh, oh, and then the third girl you run into is Maria, who um, you meet at age 16, and she becomes a monk. So... Oh, so she's chased, so you can't, you know... Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess she's probably not going to be one of the girls that you could choose from, but now she's kind of involved in the story, so we'll see where it goes. She will become unchaste. She will throw off her penguin suit and mm. be your lover and best friend. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Pay the rent, motherfucker. I think that's all I've played um, because I haven't really turned on my computer this week. Uh, I... Had downloaded the Crisis Two demo, but then turned d- deleted it because it's multiplayer only. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, wanted to play Magicka, but Edgy wasn't on for the time that Put I wanted to on be your on. Magicka. And um, did you see the trailer for Magicka Vietnam? Or did you? I didn't watch it yet. I'm sorry. Oh, Shit, I, I meant to watch that. Yeah, just, okay. just for anyone listening out there, just think about it. Think about the fact that we talked about Magicka a couple of weeks ago, and think about that the fact that. Think about the fact that there is a such a thing as Magicka Vietnam. Yeah, they. That, they it, yes, see, that, here's the thing. Fantastic. You know, Battlefield, uh, Battlefield. I think Bad Company Two or something like that. They have an expansion called Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, they rip straight off of the the box art from that. It is so hot. That's hilarious. That is fucking hilarious. And they take a lot of stuff from like that time period, and that's why the trailer is so good. But anyway, um, hopefully I'll be able to get to play some some uh, Magicka soon, if I can find some time. Because this week has been really rough with me getting like five hours of sleep every day or less, and then working, and then being stuck at work, and then trying to go to the gym, and only going once this week, and uh, then trying to just, like sleep for God knows how long on Thursday, like 10 hours or something. Oh, that sounds uh, delicious. And then today, sigh. Blah, blah, blah. I watched a lot of movies uh, yesterday. Like I literally, I've seen like nine hours of movies, including work, which like I can roll down the list real quick. So I 
at work. I saw Never Been Kissed, which yeah, it's an alright movie. And, Punch me now. Yeah, I know. Uh, but Jessica Alba was really cute in that movie. So true. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I just watch home. it on mute and just fast forward through all the parts that don't have her in it. Or you could just watch the prom scenes over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go on, what 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 date? Uh, those listening out there, one of my friends, what Dave does, uh, he watches Gossip Girl, and I'm like, what? You you watch Gossip Girl? And he's like, no, 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 listen to how I watch it. I watch it on mute at double the speed, except for all the scenes with the hot girls in it. And then I still then I still keep it on mute. Nice. So like, all right, fair enough. That, that That's pretty fair right there. Yeah. Um, I went home and finished watching Girl with Dragon Tattoo, which is really good. I want to watch that. Yeah, good flick. Uh, it's the the it's the original, right? Because the uh, the American version has not yet come out. Correct. Okay. And it's two and a half hours, so invest. Um, invest. <laughs> invest the time. Trust. Invest. Uh, Game. After, after that, I saw this really shitty uh, wrestler movie. Not wrestler movie, as in a movie about wrestling, but it's a movie with wrestlers in it. It's got RVD and oh, um, uh, okay, Daniel Batista in it. Uh, or David Batista. I think it's David Batista. But anyway, Batista. Called wrong side of town because Nilo, my bass player, uh, told me that Dave Mustaine was in it, but he was wrong. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Nilo, how so could you? <laughs> so he said, "My bad." In Spanish, Madre mía. <laughs> Lo siento. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I saw, I saw that, which was an hour and a half. And then after that, I saw uh, Ong Bak Tu, which uh, Ong Bak Tu is. It was a pretty good movie, uh, not as good as Ong Bak One, like in terms of the fight scenes. So he's still a dude. Uh, what do you mean? He's still a dude. There was a stupid rumor going out there, and I don't know how true it is, or if one of my friends is just making a joke. But he felt he was making these movies to make money to fund his uh his um a sex change operation or something. Oh shit! That, that's Which you know, good. in and of itself, in and of itself, you know, you, you do what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just find it funny that like, like he he he's he did like everybody kind of has this um image of a guy doing you know Muay Thai. It's Muay yeah. Thai, right? Yeah, Muay and like being all like you know tough and shit, and then it's like you know I I'm doing this to get a sex change. Yeah, I hope um, not. but he um, kicked him off of asses. I mean, in, well, she see, she still could. <laughs> she still could. Well, yeah, I mean they do have like chicks who do that crazy stuff too. Um, so I'm I scared guess. of those chicks. Yeah, but shit, I'm in, scared of those people. <laughs> I'm scared of anybody to kick my ass like that. I'll run. Mm-hmm. And, and Ombak too, though he doesn't a just throwing do star. He sorry. Does, oh, sorry. In in uh, Ong Baktu, he doesn't just do Muay which is cool because he does like a lot of Crane and Tiger, uh, old school Chinese kung fu stuff. Oh. Along with just like you know running into people and then double kneeing them in the chest is uh, <laughs> it's just something very gratifying about it. Does he throw they, chairs into them first? Well, no, no. There's no chair because this took oh. place uh, in 1431. So oh, this was no before chairs. chairs. Yeah. This was before chairs existed. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me, sir. <laughs> the year is 1431. Would you like to sit down? What? What is sitting? What? I is don't sitting? know. No, actually, they do have chairs, but they, they were big. <laughs> it was like the the throne, but he couldn't throw the throne. Oh, then he's not Ong back. <laughs> he's not Ong back enough. He can't throw <laughs> he's not Ong back enough. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Well, I'm anyway, throwing a throne at you, motherfucker. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, and so I saw that, and then um, let's see, and then I went to sleep. And uh, woke up and watched. Did you Black scratch Swan. your head? Did you wipe that coal out your eye? Of course. See who this page me and why? For real. It's my man Pops from the barbershop. How's Black Swan? Black Swan was pretty good. That bitch crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that picture. It's worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch. In quotes from the Gatling Press, Black Swan was pretty good. That bitch crazy. Mm-hmm. That, that was the first thing that I said when the movie was over. Everyone was like, so what would you think? That bitch crazy. Truncating words. I mean, truncating sentences one word at a time. <laughs> it, you know, st- stereotypically, you might think he would say that bitch be crazy, but he took out the B. Mm-hmm. Just that bitch crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's it, uh, really. I mean, all I played was uh, Dragon Quest at the little bit of a rate that I could play it. Dragon Everything Quest. Throne and that bitch crazy is what you played. Uh, to answer your question about how it works in Dragon Quest Monsters with the monsters, mm-hmm. um, at least in Joker, uh, which is the one that I actually reviewed a while ago for, for GameSpot back when they actually took my reviews, um, it was something where you... It was a similar thing where you fought them and they were like, dude, you're awesome, I want to join you. Uh, but if I remember correctly... You had to beat the shit out of them first, but you couldn't kill them. Mm. So yeah, okay. So That's you beat what them. I thought. See, yeah. when I when they explained it to me in Dragon Quest Five, they said exactly that. Not exactly this, but I'm going to paraphrase. They said when you encounter monsters, you have to show compassion. You can't just mm. abuse them, but you have to be higher level than them, and they will only join you if you beat them. And I'm like, that's contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> how how can I show compassion and not beat the shit out of them? So right. I, I didn't understand. And then they would just randomly join me. That's that's how I feel. They randomly joined me when I went in a battle. But I'm pretty sure that there's a formula to it. Right. And I think for for Joker, like you beat them down to a certain level, and then you choose. Um, I think there's like a there's like a persuade option or something like that, and then they'll talk to you. And I think that there's still. Um, there's still a chance that they will join you if they're higher level than you, mm. but you have to beat them down a lot, whereas for some other monsters, like if you're level 10 and that monster's like a level 5, you can take you can take them down to half their hit points and still ask them to join you, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I, I don't want to get this wrong. There's a Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 2, but that never came out here, I guess. Yeah. Um, so. Let's see. Two game facts we go. And, oh, yay, ASCII art. Monster Max, synthesizing, battle. Uh, oh, yeah, they're synthesizing in that game, too, where you can merge monsters. Oh, yeah, I You make them have the sexes. Yep. Have the sexes with Test us. sexes. I think yeah. I, I, did, I, I got that far in the original DQM for Game Boy Color. Oh, okay. Let's see, how do I scout a monster? Bomb monster, uh, why don't they censor, blah, blah, blah. What does Shadow Sport 4? How am I, how does this institution work? Oh, come on, just tell me how to recruit monsters, damn it. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, okay, well, just take my word for it. I could be wrong. I will. Um, but let's see. Before I get to what I've actually been playing, I, no, you know what? I'll take yeah. I'll, I'll take care of the non-playing stuff first. Um, oh, yeah. uh, check chat. I will check the chat. Pete wants to join the chat. Will he drop seven times like he did last time? I think he will. One let's second. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Bitch is. We're actually back after a seven-hour break. Not really seven hours, but 
Um, I said that PT wasn't here. He would join us at some time in the future. It is now the future. Nice. Oh, it is now PT the future. Hello, Pete. Hello. What have you been playing? We just got through Al. Um, Super Meat Boy. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm. Is that it? I'm almost done with the game. Wow. Like awesome. for real, for real, done with the game. Okay. So like. I'm almost done with the PC version in the sense that I'm going to complete as much of the game as I can. Like, I'll 100% the game most likely. I won't get, uh, for anyone who knows the PC version, the Steam version, there are achievements that I just know I'm not going to get, which are called oh. Iron Man achievements, which are beating certain chapters. You know, like, big go each there's a, an achievement for each different chapter, both Light and Dark World, uh, for getting through it without dying. Um, so, yeah, there's just some of those I'm not going to get. But I've pretty much 100%ed the five main worlds. I'm like on the last boss fight of the dark world. And so after that, all I have to do is go to the extra world stuff. And then I will have hundred percent of the game. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really close to beating it. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I say close, but you know, these last few things could take as long as the entire game took me to begin with. So, right. But I'm super proud of almost completing it. <laughs> does it, tra mm -hmm. the, the, does the 360 version track how many hours you spent on it? I don't think so. So I was going to ask collectively on PC and on 360 how much time have you spent on it <laughs> since you know 360 has uh has, I mean since P since Steam has the you know hours played mark I don't even know what my hours played mark is on Steam I'd have to check it but if I had to take a rough guess right now I'll I'd check it I'd say <laughs> it's probably it's got to be over like I'd say probably over 40 hours combined I was I, w I was ready and waiting to hear you say like 100 36 hours that's Shit. on Steam on yeah. Steam Okay, so then it might be close to... Oh, it's got to be over 50 hours then. For combined, you mean? Yeah, combined. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a lot, that's a lot of meat. That is a lot of meat, but I that's love it. I love the meat. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not going to touch that one. That's... <laughs> oh, shit. I, that was a chain reaction. That's what... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's... The, and then... Uh, uh, what what right. is... Go, Al. <laughs> uh, are you going to get the box version of Meat Boy? I don't know. That's a tough call because I want it for just to further support the developer and like just and for the box art. Yeah, come on, you know it. Yeah, and but poster of the box art. I know, but it's just the physical media. Yeah, exactly, and that physical media stuck a pinball <laughs> I did, in my balls. Honestly, I just when I was a kid, I shouldn't spend money that I shouldn't like don't need to spend, and to buy this, this is true. To buy this that would be a a you know a Travis Sham mockery. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to get it. As much as I would like to for certain reasons, I'm just not going to for practical ones. Um, All right, that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I went to the same thing when they released the uh, the physical uh, soundtrack, too, because I have the digital soundtrack, but the physical one has, like, bonus stuff and extra stuff and, like, you know, I could... What is it? What, what's the bonus stuff? I think I'm it's, curious. I think it's actually double the length of the digital soundtrack. Huh. So You mean the... Like in terms of they they let the track loop for longer. No, like I think there's there's tracks. There's extra music. Yeah, that you don't like hear? I think there's like I don't know if it's like cut music that was cut and not put in the game or like new tracks that the artist made up just to put as part of the soundtrack or what that are like in the vein of Super Meat Boy. I don't know. All I know is that it's longer than a digital version, and I guess there's ex other extra stuff in there. Um, but again, since I have the digital version, it just seemed like a impractical use of money, so I didn't buy it. Um. But yeah. But you love meat. I do. I really, you really love do. Love you love the meat. And then the I was going to buy a – this morning I was uh, – the one of the Team Meat guys uh, Twittered out that they're like restocked their store with charms and I'm putting in air quotes here, zipper pools. 
Um, and I thought that zipper pulls meant hoodies because to me, a zipper pull is, you know, the hoodies that zipper up. And apparently this was more like a fleece thing. No, apparently a zipper pull is a little charm thing that goes on a oh, zipper. on your zipper. Yeah. Because I like tweeted back. I'm like, where are the hoodies? Did they sell it that quick? And then my friend explained it to me. So I had to retweet. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. I didn't know what a zipper pull was. <laughs> um, but yeah, then uh, speaking of my friend, he was over last night and we were playing a few games. Like nothing special, but like uh, he got to see Pac-Man CEDX for the first time. And uh, was his mind blown? Yeah, actually, it was because, like, you know, he never even played Pac-Man Championship Edition. So, oh my God! So his mind was like double blown. Yeah, and then like the whole like double rainbow, the whole concept of like waking the ghosts and you know training training them to get the uh, the combo points and stuff. Like it just because he was playing it like regular Pac-Man, just worrying about getting the pellets and not actually like thinking about getting the ghosts. So. Oh no! Then you're like, no, 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 my friend. Yeah, here's this what is you how do. You yeah. Here's what you do. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely thought it was awesome. Double um, rain blow. I think if he had a 360, he would have gone home and bought it. But uh, yeah, alas, he does not. So yeah, that's oh. it. Oh. We played other old games, but don't really need to talk about them. You love meat. <laughs> All right. I was going to go into what I haven't been playing and then followed up by what I have been playing. Um, I started. Uh, I didn't start anything. What am I saying? Let me let me go back to what I haven't been playing. I'm sorry. Um, So. I uh, I came home on Wednesday from work as I usually do. Um, flew home, got to my room, um, had to do a little bit of work before I went to sleep. Um, but I wanted to. I think I wanted to watch an episode of The Office first. So I sit down. I turn on my computer. Um, while I have my laptop open, starting to do some work. And I plug in. No, no I don't plug in. My 360 controller has ha, has been plugged in. It, it it was sitting there. It was plugged in already. And when my computer boots up fully, um, some driver install message pops up that says, USB audio device, would you like to install? And I was just like, what? I, I didn't, ins- I, okay, fuck it, whatever. Like, I, I don't want to mess with, I, I, had to, I took the wrong mentality. I said, I don't want to mess anything up that I could need. Instead of saying, I don't want to mess anything up that's already present. So instead of not installing it, I decided to install it. Mm-mm. Not knowing what it was, because I was really stupid and tired, because I had had four hours of sleep just the night before, trying to prepare a presentation, because Vizio kept crashing my work laptop, and I hate Vizio. Anyway, um, so I just I, I do the automatic install, and I keep on doing work, and then it's finished, and I'm like, all right, and so I boot up, uh, boot up, I put on Netflix on my on my PC, and I start streaming the episode of The Office, and the volume's off, and I'm, oh, that's weird. Turn up the volume on my speakers, still off. Go to my volume control, everything is unmuted, and it's fine. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and then I, you know, I switch it to, I switch it to, um, my, my, my monitor actually has a speaker, and it actually installs, um, it doesn't install, I'm sorry, it, my ATI card installs drivers for HDMI sound, so the only way I could get it was piping through the back of my monitor, and I don't want it that way, because it sounds like you're, it sounds like a ton of full of dicks. So <laughs> I, you know, decided to, like, try to tackle the problem, so I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I went through the whole stupid rigmarole of like uninstalling and reinstalling all my sound card drivers and like removing and repairing all this shit, um, unplugging my 360 controller and all all this stupid stuff. And while this stuff is all going on, the front fan of my PC starts going. And I'm like, okay, I cannot work with that going on in the background. <laughs> I cannot sleep with that going on in the background because sometimes when I go to sleep, I leave it on to download stuff off of Steam. Or, and and the, the bigger reason is because I use my PC as alarm clock, which is a huge waste of electricity. I don't recommend it. I should stop it. 
Anyway, um, actually, there's an ulterior purpose. There's an alternate purpose. I have conference calls with people in India at 8 in the morning, and this le- leaving my PC on lets me literally roll out of bed at 7.58, brush my teeth, and then turn on Skype at 7.59, or, or, or log on to Skype at 7.59. So if I turn my computer off, I'd have to have a long, you know, a long boot-up time to get to Skype, and I couldn't just roll my ass out of bed. Anyway, <clears throat> so I, I take apart my case, and I take a look at the fan that's doing the, that that's giving me issues, and it's all dusty. I have like a fan filter that sits in front of the two front fans, and so that's all dusty. And like, there's all this dust flying around in my room. So I go out to get the vacuum cleaner, and I suck up all the dust. And then I take the fans to the bathroom, and I take a Q-tip, and then like clean each and one of each and every one of the blades on each of the fans, and I put them back in, and I see which one is causing the problem, and the bottom one is a problem. And so I'm like, fuck, this is really noisy. And I try to twirl it with my finger, and you can tell that it's on its last last legs, and so I'm like, alright, I gotta go to Newegg, and I gotta go find a fan, and all the fans are stupid three-prong power connectors, and I don't want three-prong, I want four-prong, because I want to connect it to the Molex. So I go out to Best Buy, and I look for one, that didn't have it, I went on the Amazon, and I finally found one, and they sent it to me yesterday, and I didn't get to change it, because I had a lot of work to do yesterday, and I got some fan filters that are coming in the mail tomorrow, or maybe today, because the mail doesn't come out Sunday, and I have to put them in today, but I have to do some other shit today, so I can't do that, so right now my fan is still going, and it's really annoying. You have some angry nerd rage, my friend. You, you listen, wanna... listen, okay. <laughs> you you, you want to know what's really annoying? Actually, it's kind of quiet right now. But go ahead. What's really annoying is your face. No, your face. Uh, face. Are these new fans that uh, are in my consoles? Because when I pick them up from X Cubicle, they monitor the fans so that they won't have to endure this oh. fucking shit again. And now it sounds like a vacuum cleaner every time I turn oh, on the, uh, the PS3. It's like, <laughs> I'm like. Oh, so time to turn the volume up to thirty. So, oh, so man. protection, protection in the place. Uh, uh, protection takes place of uh, quietude. Yeah. Oh, ugh, ah, ugh, ugh. That's painful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 just a pain because like uh, fans are something that are inside, and you have to open up your whole case just to do all that shit. And it's just this this and this get this this fan that I got like it's an Antec fan, and it has a little dongle that lets you switch from low, medium, and high. And I'm sit- sitting there thinking to myself, what the hell use is this thing if my fan is going to be on the inside of my case? Like, how am I going to access this dongle? So then I'm like, all right, either I use it as a, as a rear fan, and I kind of snake the dongle outside... Th- that sounds so suggestive. Snake the <laughs> dongle outside the back of my snake case because it's... Dongle. <laughs> snake it, snake it. Slunker dunker. Snake, snake the dongle snake outside, the ba- <laughs> outside the back of my case... Because, you know, the back of the case, the, the back fan in the case is like, it's like in an open cut circle. So the dongle can fit outside there. But then, like, because fans, like, you know, fans are revolving at really high speeds, like, anything that's loose may start vibrating. Again, suggestive. And so, now I'm going to have a fan that's in there that's going to, like, start, like, going, not because of the fan, because the stupid dongle is, like, vibrating against the side of the case. Or, I can get, like, a Dremel and mod my case and like glue the dongle out there and like be super nerd. I'm sorry, I don't I can't mod my case. I'm not that gifted with Dremels. I don't even know what the fuck a Dremel is. Me neither. I don't know what it looks like. I mean, I know what it is, but I've never seen one in like in person. So, it, it's got the stupid I've seen dongle sitting Walmart. there. <laughs> Word. I see my Home Depot. I seen it. I, seen I don't know. It. I think I'm just going to do the the back I, I'm going to use it as a rear fan and just keep it on high and if it gets too noisy or I'm not doing anything at the moment, I'll just like set it to low. But it's like what how how is that practical you know to have a little dongle there that that i don't know they could have done it in such a way that it um 
juts out of the front. I don't, I don't know. You'd have to see a picture of it. So that was my stupid adventure in PC annoyances because of the stupid fan. But I will say, at least it's easy to find fans and shit because I can hear, I can hear the committee going, yeah, you don't have to find this problem with consoles. Al is a perfect example, so is, shut up. Is, is that the uh, itty-bitty titty committee? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Um, on to what I've actually been playing. Um, I've, I am now on my third playthrough of, and i got to look this up on Giant Bomb again because I can never get the order of the nouns right. Um, persons. Is it uh, persons? I, I don't know. Uh, persons. Nine hours, hours nine persons, nine doors. doors. Yes. Hours you know first. what? Coming to, like, it was called Extreme Escape. Nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Mm-hmm. They, they, the localization team could have just called it nine 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 Extreme Escape. Yeah, for real. But because I think I think that's the whole point to find find out what it means. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Leave it encrypted. Not encrypted. Yeah. Leave it hidden in the. Oh, but like, shit. leave it so when you start playing the game, you're like, oh, I see. Uh huh. Because like nine persons, it's like oh, persons of lordly caliber, or let us cling together. Nine persons. Nine. It's like like weird titles, and bo- actually both of those other subtitles I mentioned happen to be Tactics Ogre games, which is interesting. But uh, mm-hmm. not Tactics Ogre. Ogre games. Also. Oh, okay. Because okay. one of them was Ogre Battle sixty four, Person of Lordly Caliber, and then Tactics Ogre. Let us cling together. Let us cling together. Which I really us want now. Is that, is, is that available Lord, on? Lord. Is that available on PSN? Let us cling together. I don't know. It probably is. Because I might want to get that no, they version don't sell of it. Porn on PSN. <laughs> and you know this because you've looked for it. Yeah, I have to use a stupid inbuilt built-in browser. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, the other thing I did was get myself a sixteen gigabyte um, memory stick because thanks to Ooh, Al and Edu, they have they ha- yeah they verified that sixteen gigabytes does work. It's it's so weird. Like if you go to Sony support, they don't tell you. Nope. They they don't have anything that says. <clears throat> firmware XYZ supports up to 4 gigabytes. Firmware XY, uh, ABC supports up to 8 gigabytes. They don't say anything about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, which is I don't have a PSP, obviously, but I, I honestly, even if I had one, I wouldn't have known that. Cause <clears throat> like, yeah, right. you never hear that from anywhere. Like, they did such a piss-poor job of like that, because like at first it was 4 gigs, and then they upped it to 8, and it's all, it's all through firmware updates, and, you know, you wouldn't know it otherwise unless, like, you heard it from word of mouth, which is, you know, whatever. You... you you hear it from someone, you you hear it. That's all you need. But I think that, you know, as the company that builds these things, Sony should know, and they should tell you. Because, like, it was impossible. I was, I was ready to go, because I have, um, I, I have quite a few PSP games off of PSN, and I just wanted to put them all in one card, because right now I have Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy IX on my largest memory stick, which is 2 gigabytes. Mm, that's it. And I'm like, or is it four gigabytes? It's I think it's four it's gigabytes. Probably but four, I was like, both, one of them is one and a half. I think. Right? No, you're right. One. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's four. And so I'm like, all right. Well, in order to get these to fit on one memory card, I'm going to need a bigger one. Why don't I get, or why don't I get an eight gigabyte, or why don't I get another four gigabyte for my non-Final Fantasies? I'm like, that's kind of dumb. Why would I get another non? Uh, why do I get another four? So I looked it up and verified that eight worked. And then some people are saying, oh, I got sixteen to work fine. And I'm just like, is this with hacked firmware or is this with legit firmware? Like, because I, I, I want to keep my PSP legit, and so I'm like, I don't, I can't find the, I can't find like a hard answer anywhere. Like half the answer is just like, yes, it should work, and the other half is like, works fine on my, you know, on my, on my bootleg firmware, and, and I'm just like, that's not what I want. And other, other people are like, I heard that it doesn't work, so I don't know, and I'm just, what the fuck is going on? So finally, I tweeted it, and you know, reliable Al and reliable Eddie were like, yeah, we actually use 16 gigabytes in our PSPs, and it, they work. 
So then I finally went out and bought it, and now I can put all the por- video games that I want on my PSP. All so, the video games you want? All, all games. All Every games. last one of them. Every single game, including Dragon Age. So is that two. the largest card that supports right now? Is sixteen gig? That's so. the thing. That's the thing is that there are people out there saying that it supports thirty-two gig, and nobody knows. Like I don't fucking know. I don't know either. I wouldn't want to. But try. yeah, it's too expensive um, to buy one. Let's see. How many uh, games are there available? Like that would like take up that much room, though. Are there? Is there enough downloadable stuff? A lot. Well, they a, a lot, a of, lot uh, dude. Oh, yeah, like, a, a lot, lot of full games. games are uh, one and a half, one gig, and the the God of War games are all like three gigs apiece. Oh, like but especially like since two. the advent, yeah, especially since the advent of the PSP Go and the need to have full games on there. Oh, there, there's plenty of stuff that that would require a big, a big manly memory card. So. 32 gigabyte memory stick Pro Duo in Amagon, Amazon. Uh, I see one by Lexar for $70. Mm. I yeah, see I think one I got my by... Lexar 16 gig for uh, 30 I think. 24 30 What is the this Lexar so- 16? This Sony one is $116. <laughs> yeah, don't buy Sony because Sony is just going to try and rape you up the ass. Or grape um, you in the mouth. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> don't, don't, don't say dick wolves because we'll, we'll offend people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't. And they won't go. And yeah, they won't go to I don't like wolves. Yeah, and I'll they won't st- go to pass. <laughs> I'll stick east. to grape you in the mouth. Grape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a grape you, you with my from? nuts. No, with I have my no nuts in your mouth. <laughs> grape you, grape uh, you. Let, let, let me give a, a brief description of where that comes from. Uh, it's a whitest kid you know sketch where they had a commercial about a grape drink. And this dude, like, this is, like, kids sleeping and shit. And this dude in a grape outfit, like, the Fruit of Loom grape outfit. Yeah. Comes busting through the wall, like, hey, kids, I got this great grape drink, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to grape you in the mouth. And then the kids start <laughs> screaming and running. And then they stop the commercial and talk about how, like, wait a minute, what did he just say? And then the guy who's promoting the commercial is, like, advocating, yeah, he's going to grape you, you know, because it's a grape drink. And he goes, but the connotation is, like, he's going to rape you in the mouth. No, no, continue watching. And then the kids are running. He's like, that's right. I'm going to grape you and grape you and grape you. <laughs> and then the girl is running down the hall, and they stop it. And the guy goes, look, that girl is just asking for it. She's like, eight. And he's like, she's just asking for it. They're like, she's running away from him. What do you mean? She's wearing purple. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, yeah, that that's a funny sketch. That that conjures images of teabagging. I'm going to uh, humor you all by actually playing because I saved it. I'm a dumbass. Uh, I saved the great beer in the mouth thing so I can use it as a ringtone. Oh my god! Wait, wait. I'm going to increase the volume. I had no I, I had no idea that they were going for that angle. I I just thought like grapes are in the shape of balls and so yeah, I they, didn't they're basically know that teabagging. No, no, just... it's it's hey. the, the fact that grape. Is Ray Sounds like behind it. Uh, Sandisk 32 oh, gigabyte. <laughs> That's don't ever don't ever have that ringtone on in church, please. No, well, shit. <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, now I'm gonna cosplay the grape at PAX. Nice. Do that. Do it. Meanwhile, uh, SD cards. At 32 gigabytes are 60 bucks. So you tell me which one's a better mo- memory format. Okay. Not Sony. Um, where, wait, where's Tony? Fuck Sony. For real. Um, but yeah, so all games. I could put Dragon Age, Mass Effect, and uh, uh, what's a Blu-ray game? Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, 
Uh, Ridge Racer 7 is not a Blu-ray game. Uh, Ridge Racer. Oops. Uncharted 2. Uh, God of War 3. Yeah, Heavy Rain. I can put Heavy Rain on my 16-gigabyte Lexar Sony Memory Stick Pro Duo Kaka on my card. Uh, what? Kaka? What? I don't fucking Putting know. Kaka on your card? No wonder it doesn't work anymore. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> be, be, grow up! Ugh! Um, so, yes, nine... Fuck, I gotta do this again. <laughs> nine hours, hours person nine persons, and nine doors. Okay, so I'm on my third playthrough of that. Um, and so far, the endings that I've gotten... Like, it, it's, it's interesting to talk about this, uh, given that we're gonna finally address Doc Brown's story email, but kind of the way that it's been going is um, it's one of those things where you you can take you go from point A to point B and from point B to point C but the journey that you take between point A and point B can be different every time you play through the game if you so choose it um, and then after point C up until the end they they go to vastly as far as I can tell they go to vastly different endings like the first two endings that I got were completely different than each from each other. Like different people survived, like completely different people survived, diff uh, did different things like at the end of the game. Um, so I don't know if if that would kind of satisfy what we were talking about before with Doc Brown's tweets um, with regards to like like you can do completely different things and people react to you differently. Um, they, some, sometimes they they don't really react to you differently based on the choices you make uh, that much, but they do a little bit. It's it's hard to tell because um, it's all dialogue, and sometimes you know it's just it's all text dialogue, I should say. So it's sometimes you kind of your your vision gets blurry when you're reading through all that text, and you don't you stop you stop paying attention sometimes, um, which is again why you have to really really be in the moment in the mood to kind of read a book to play the game. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's not it hasn't gotten to the point where it's like completely fucking with my head, which maybe is a little bit unfair because that's an expectation set upon the game by reading the raving IGN review that was like, oh my god, this game is so great. Like, it's it's a complete mindfuck. It's, like, it's gonna screw with your head and all that stuff. But it is kind of, it, it is a little harrowing. Like, I, I mentioned last week that it's like you, you're basically choosing, you know, in essence, not choosing, but like the, at least the first time you play through, like, you you get the sense of like God, I might actually leave some people behind to die, like intentionally. You know, again, it's not like the Mass Effect thing where it's like these people are soldiers, and you just have to be a good ca a good you know um, captain. And no, what the fuck is Shepard's rank? Uh, I don't know. Commander. <laughs> commander. You have to be a good commander and know like, well, you know, I I have no choice but to let one of these people go. Which soldier do I pick? It's like they're in battle, they're ready for it. And this is just like they're just dudes, you know. There's people on a boat. One of them is like a kid, and because it's Japanese, it's a Japanese game. She's like a kid with like pom poms on her boots, not pom poms, but those little furry balls that you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, you <laughs> know what I'm talking about. It's okay. Yeah, let's call them pom poms for now. With fur, with furry balls on her boots, <laughs> and like, and like a really short, you know, school schoolgirl skirt. And it's like, okay, well, obviously she's either, she's either eight and it's inappropriate, or she's like 25 and it's super inappropriate. But, yeah, that's what she's wearing. And then there's, like, a 40-year-old dancer who, uh, like, I guess I guess the garb that she's wearing would be considered traditional belly dancing garb, except without a face veil, and the fact that, like, her top is literally, like, covers less area than a bra. Nice. So, yeah, it's a Japanese game. Yes. Very Pretty Japanese. Much. Especially with the pom-poms. I was going to say. Yeah. 
And I think she's knock kneed in one of the one of the, yeah the balls. You love the balls. I think she's knock kneed in one of the pictures. Let me see. Nine hours. They get that right. Yes. yes. Hours is first. Persons is second. Doors is third. There we go. Finally. Um, but the puzzles. The puzzles are pretty decent in 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 so far as they're not impossible. Like you might find in like something like Mist, or even something like uh. I'm trying to think of the last game that I played with like serious puzzles in it. Um, it's been a while since I've actually played a, a serious adventure game like that. Like the recent adventure games I've been playing are like Phoenix Wright games, uh, Ace Attorney games, and those aren't really, really puzzles. Um, right. So if these puzzles are decent, um, and the one problem with it is that, um, and I and I guess this is why they're not that tough is after you kind of screw up once, or not even if they screw if you screw up once, but like let's say I see like a keyhole or something. This is just an example. I see a keyhole. And I'm like, huh, I, I need a key. Obviously, I need a key to open this. Great. Okay, so that's obvious. Clear cut. And then I go and I find, like, um, something that looks like a key. Like, there's, there's like, for example, let's say, for example, and I'm just pulling something out of my ass, ooh, because I don't want to spoil anything, but let's say, like, you find a pen or something, and when you remove the cap, like, the back of the pen is in the shape of a key or something. I don't know. But let's say you find that pen, like... You'll pick up the pen, and then like some dialogue will ensue wherein the characters go, Hey, that's a funny-looking pen. Oh, take off the cap. Oh, wow, look at the cap. The back looks like a key. Maybe this is the key that we're supposed to use to open that door we saw two rooms ago. And it's like, all right, you know, thanks for completely spelling it out for me. You kind of didn't have to. I kind of want to figure this out on my own. But some of, some of the other harder puzzles, they don't, they don't say anything. Until you fail like three times, then they're like, maybe you should do this. So it's it's weirdly balanced in that sense. It's not too much of a problem. Um, but it's just like, they they should find a good balance between treating you like a baby and telling you nothing. Um, and I guess, I guess it's not that big of a deal because um, the emphasis is on the story and on the, like, putting yourself into the moment. So, and, and sometimes it does help out because, like, there... That that one example I had last week of the of the briefcase where I had to open it and it kept on telling me like how to open the briefcase like every time I went up to it it was like yeah so you turn the dials and you press and then you click on the key and it's like you don't have to tell me this every time which is part of the game interface problem but like it was a blue suitcase okay and I had like a blue set of cards but I didn't put the two together and so after like after I got the puzzle wrong like twice like the guy looks at the cards and is like huh wait a second these cards are blue this suitcase is blue. So I should, you know, only pay attention to the colors that match, or some some stupid shit like that. Um, so that was helpful, and that again, that that took me failing twice in order for the guy to say that. So I guess that's all right. Um, but ooh, concept art. Okay, let's let's find the 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 pom poms. I mean, the fuzzy <laughs> balls. Uh, they have no fuzzy ball picture. You have safe search, safe search off, right? Uh, no, it's on giant bum. Oh, uh, here we is. Here here we is. Here we is. I'm going to search Google Girl with Pom Pom Safe Search Off. Okay, so then you'll find some other shit. <laughs> um, oh, the, the dancer's in that picture, oh, yeah. too. There you go. Very, very Japanese. The hair, too. Your very main character's name is Junpei, anyway, so it's like, oh, yeah. whatever. Kind of like um, the uh, character in uh, Persona 3 or something, I think. Or 4. Yeah, no, three. or 4. Junpei. Junpei! But yeah, it, another Atlas game. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 starting to get to me a little bit. Like not in a bad way, but in a in a like wow, this is starting to screw a little bit with my head because, you know, one ending 
like a certain character like completely takes you by surprise and does something that you wouldn't expect, and then another ending, the same thing happens with a totally different character, and then like after that twist, there's another twist that you're like, wait, like I thought it, I, it's it's hard to explain. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I'm nearing the end of my third playthrough, and the good thing about the game is that when you go through multiple playthroughs, it lets you fast forward through text that you've already seen before. Which, you know, which is a given in any game. Like, Phoenix Wright lets you do that. Like, when you, um, when you, like, if you want to play Phoenix Wright a second time, just for kicks, you can, uh, who's a mouth breather? If you want to play Phoenix Wright, (laughs) who's a nose breather? If you want (laughs) to play Phoenix Wright just for kicks a second time, like, you can hold down the A button and it'll scroll through the text pretty quickly. Um, Or press the stylus against the screen like I do. Or press the stylus against the screen, yeah. That's also the way that I do it. Um... Pete says on the chat, there is surprising little porn in the first page of Google Picks for pom-poms, girls with pom-poms with safe search up. Um, so in this game, you can press right on the D-pad to skip through any dialogue that you've already been through before, and it'll automatically, uh, it'll automatically stop when it comes to new dialogue that you haven't read before because you've made different choices the second time around. Um, but the fast-forwarding through the text goes so, so freaking fast that, like... Um, the first scene with a lot of dialogue between all the characters took me about, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes to read all the way through before, like, some big event happens. I was holding down right on the D-pad, like, um, for about maybe 45 seconds, and it, and it fast-forwarded through, like, 15 minutes worth of text. So it's, it's fast enough so that second and third playthroughs aren't torture. You know, it's not like, oh, I've seen this stuff before. Because Phoenix Wright, even, I don't think it goes that fast. Like I think it goes like at a clip of like if if every snap is one window of dialogue, it kinda goes like well, if you hold down the A button it goes like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's how fast each window of dialogue goes. Does that yeah. sound about right, Al? Mm-hmm. It's like about that fast, right? Yeah. Yes. Like In this game it's like it just brrr, it can't just goes. Even read it. Yeah. Well it's not that you can't even read it, because like I have trouble I, I have a lot of trouble trying to ca- to trying to read Phoenix Wright text when I'm doing that. Just you know, I try it just for just for shits and giggles. But like it it like it goes by at like the speed it, it goes by at like the speed of like a read a reel of film. Like it's going at like twenty or thirty or so windows per second. It's like it, it's just really fast. So like all the stuff that you've seen before you get to really fast and it just kind of like if you decide that you want to do that then basically all your time is spent getting to the decision points that lead you to a, de- a different decision, and then acting out, acting out, solving those different puzzles that you didn't solve before. So it really streamlines the second and third playthrough. So you have the choice between saying, I want to get myself immersed into the story again and just remember everything that everyone said, or just be like, I know what everyone said before, and what happens during these new story segments are what's going to pull me into this part of the game. You know, because I don't have to waste time sitting there and lose, uh, listening to all that other stuff, but I still kind of get like, oh, wait, but this happened before, and so this is how it changes now, and it changes up, like, the rest of the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've i gone from, like, okay, this is a classic example of, well, uh, this is just a, a rare game that's super Japanese and super niche, and, like, IGN gave it a great review, so everyone is saying, oh, wow, this is actually, like, a really cool game. People should pay more attention to it, to, like, you know what? They're kind of right. Like, I wouldn't give it a 9 at this point, but I've only played through it, like, two and a half times. But, like, I'd certainly recommend it, as long as you're willing to read a lot. I would certainly recommend it. It's it's one of those... It, it's one of those kind of slow burns, kind of like Hotel Dusk, except it's not, like... 
it's not a, 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 a boring slow burn because I found Telltale Dust to be a little intriguing but also a little boring. Yeah, me like, too. Especially since it, I it only at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it only it only really ramped it only really ramped up at like the end of the game for me, like the last hour. And in this game, like every like every act, like there, I'd say maybe there are like three or four acts in this game. Like it, this is just my own like gut feeling. It's not actually. It doesn't say actually act one, but I feel like kind of every every couple of hours is leading up to some sort of climax in this game. So they're like about maybe three. There may be three climaxes in this game. Ha ha ha! Make your sexual jokes. Blah blah. Um, but I don't no, know they're, what they're you're like, talking about. Good. You're a well-behaved <laughs> student who goes to Brigham Young. And you don't know but, what uh, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> but um, no, it's it's uh, it, you know, it's it's very dense, uh, you know, and like there 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 still are those moments where they start talking about shit that's like. Why are you bothering to tell me about this weird scientific experiment that happened like 50 years ago? Or why are you talking about the Titanic? But as you continue to play through it multiple times, you see all that shit tie together. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely worth it. And Pete, you know, you being probably the most story-oriented um, out of all of us, especially given, you know... You, you mentioned as such on your Pete cast, yeah, which I'm listening yeah. to and editing. Shut up. <laughs> um... <laughs> Why? Why you don't like that? I heard you say that. That on, I on the was dumb. Oh no! I wasn't going to talk about how you use the word "decrying" in the wrong sense. But now that you brought it up, um, I know how you're always decrying about how you love story <laughs> the most you. out of all, all, all this <laughs> shit. Then after you told me, that, I was like, hmm, maybe I meant to say the word "decree," and then I went and looked up the actual definition of "decree." It's like, no, that doesn't fit either. Fuck. <laughs> um, um. So yeah. Okay. So but, actually, uh, passing that, what was your point? About oh, I was just I was just saying that like I think I think you like you get into this um oh, a lot yeah um wait what what is this on this is on it's on DS that's the problem you don't have yeah. DS anymore but when you get a 3DS who who published it uh, Atlas. Atlas okay so it'll only probably ever be on DS yeah mm-hmm. um and it was rare but then people were like yo I want to play this game and so they they gave out a second print um I bet you I bet you though that like most of the people who wanted to play this game already bought it on the first run, and then there are only a few people who are buying it on the second run. So you might be in luck with have with like it staying in stores. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know if that. It's uh, not it, really in store stores. I uh, mean, at uh, least online. I, online. Yeah, online. Yeah. As in, it won't be one of the like. It won't be like Dragon Quest Five. Yeah. It won't be super hard to get, but it won't be easy to find either. I, I'd say. I'd imagine. Well, and it won't be. Super I'll probably never actually find it. Get around to it because again, not getting a 3DS at launch and definitely not for the price point. So I probably wouldn't get a DS in any time soon enough to really worry about it. But yeah, it does sound like a good game. Well, I, I that that's a funny thing. I say it's a good piece of fiction or entertainment. I don't know that I'd actually call it a game. I'm very I'm very picky about like it, calling shit games <laughs> when really there's very little. You know what I mean? But it sounds I'll, like a I'll, good good I'll interactive get, entertainment. Fiction, entertain. Yes, I E P O P and I pop, I E P O P interactive <laughs> entertainment piece of plastic. I don't know. I I'll give it a pass just because it doesn't have puzzles in it. But I, you know, um, I did finally start the purge. I went to GameStop and like unloaded like a whole shitload of old games. For a second, I thought you were saying that. I thought you were talking about some game <laughs> called the Purge. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it is when you drink prune juice at Ipecac and go to the bathroom <laughs> and it hurts. Um. But no, they they wouldn't take any of my old Xbox games, but I still managed to like squeeze eighty bucks 
in return for it, and so that was that was pretty good. Um, I have like an entire shelf that's bare now, but I still have three more shelves and an entire drawer that still needs to be emptied out. But um, I uh, I don't know what else I want. Like there, there's still a few games that I can't get rid of yet that I still have nostalgia for. Like I I got rid of SSX3. I got rid of Extreme G3, which is really stupid because I sold Extreme G3 to get something else. And then and then when I finally got my VGA box way back in the day, I'm like I want to see what this looks like in 480i. And then I rebought that game, played it like about three times, and never played it again. 480p. In 40. Oh, oh, it had 40p. No, it's just that 480i is what isn't that just what regular TV is? Or are you talking about like 40, 480? They were 320 a, by 240. A regular TV, like I'm talking about old. This is back when I still had the old tube TV in the house. Yeah, that's 480 inter, interlaced. Um, just that's what makes it 320 by 240, and then they take the 240 and they double it to 480. Right, but it's not crisp because it's not getting put through a component cable through a VGA box. Right, but wouldn't a VGA box make it progressive? Period. Mm, no, VGA is progressive. No, no, it it is, but it doesn't look progressive because it's it's basically trying to interpolate the the, the interlaced. It's still yeah, it's still not actual for it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying is that like if it's not it, like it can do all that stuff, but like if the game's not in four not in four eighty p, I'm not gonna call it four eighty p because it's not. Makes sense. Because it's it still looks like. Like it looks, it looks much better than a regular TV, but it still looks shittier than if a game was actually in 480p, like Metroid Prime. Right. Like, I think uh, uh, Crystal Chronicles was 480p, right? I don't remember. I think it was. I don't know. Anyway, like, so I, you know, it was basically like, oh, buy, sell, buy, resell, and I, I feel like I rebought uh, Rogue Leader. You did for GameCube, and then I sold it back. Hmm. Interesting. Because I wanted to play that in 480p, and I'm like, I really don't like this game, and I sold it back. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't know why I bought this. Maybe it's just nostalgia. But like, yeah, I sold a lot of my GameCube games. Um, some like some 360. Like I I sold Blue Dragon back. I'm like, I'm never gonna play this. I was so bored the first like couple of hours I was playing. It. I was like, no, I'm done. Um, I sold Did they Last give Remnant. You good values for anything that you actually sold back? Because like... I don't I don't think so. But I really didn't care at the point. I like say, I would Dragon. I can imagine they give you like a couple bucks for. Uh, probably like five. I don't know. I just didn't care because I was like, look, I'm either going to just put this in the library of, of, of our of our building because like we have a library that like you can put old books in, which is the next step to the purge, putting old books down there. Okay. Um, and I put like, <laughs> I put Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero 2, and Guitar Hero 2, sorry, Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero 2, and Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s because there was no Guitar Hero 2 Rocks the 80s in the library because GameStop wouldn't take it. And, and like, I, I just didn't want to throw it away, so I put it in the library. So some kid is going to go there looking for, like, like Babar the Elephant books and find Guitar Hero 2 for PlayStation 2. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm like, either I would have put them in the fucking library or I'm going to get meager store credit for it. I might as well go for the store credit, you know? you know? And I'm saving, like, the really good games that I'm going to purge, like, after I play them more for, like, you guys, for, like, my friends. So, like, I'm not going to sell them in for cheap. I'd rather give them to a friend. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I sold that last remnant. Remember, Al, we bought that to support new properties yeah. off of Amazon because it was 40 bucks. I never played it. Heard so many bad things about it that I was like, I'm, not, I'm just not going to play it. I'll yeah, I haven't it played it either. I think it's still in the shrink wrap. Yeah, and um, I am actually giving Lost Planet to Al um, as well as Geist because Geist, I was like, oh, this is inventive. It's a GameCube game, and it's a first-person shooter type adventure game. And then I played it, I'm like... It's kind of good. That's the one where you're like taking, like possessing different objects in the world. You're right? possessing dog food. Yes, I have <laughs> actually done the dog food possession, <laughs> and I was like, "This is ridiculous in both a good and a bad way." 
But like, I was like, okay, I'm supporting a GameCube Nintendo. Pro- I'm supporting a Nintendo property because I want to support third-party developers and all this shit. And then I'm like, this game actually just isn't very good at all. But Al is interested in it, so instead of selling it, I will give it to him. So you will have Geist, and you will scare dogs. Fantastic, I love it. And now I need to. I need my GameCube controller. The the one funny the not the one funny but like one of the funnier things about that game is possessing a grenade and rolling yourself down to 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 kill an enemy. Like what? <laughs> there, there's like there's an enemy. I th- I think there's a boss that throws grenades at you, and the way to beat him is that you're supposed to possess the grenade and then roll at him before it explodes, so that when like when you explode, you're near him, so you can damage him that way. Because you, you don't get it. You don't have a gun. Unless you like possess a soldier, and I think during that boss battle, like the sol- like there's no way to get a soldier into that room, so you had to like possess something else that's inanimate to get into that room, and then possess the grenades once he starts throwing them to you. It's it's really weird. Um, Does the I don't do know. the inanimate objects just like spring to life because you're possessing them? Uh, yes. Like the grenades, like I think the grenades you control how it rolls. Uh, and so it's like a little when- RC grenade. Yeah. <laughs> You just press forward and you start rolling. Uh, and, like, the bowl of dog food, like, you can't move, like, the dog food down, like, down the hallway, but you, like, you can click the scare button and, like, the dog food bowl will rattle. Oh, okay. And the dog will get scared and distract the soldier so that you could do something else. It's, it's, you know what? It's something that I, th- I would guess. I think something... this game would be a much better game if you could actually just roll, like, move the dog food down the hall. I know. Just play the whole game as dog food. I know. That, that was, that, that actually sounds fun. <laughs> Oh, uh, that that would make Wolfenstein a much better game, like the original <laughs> Wolfenstein 3D. Instead of eating the dog food for one point of health, you get to possess it and scare Nazis. But no, I, I feel like, and I haven't played this game in full yet. I have it off of good old games, but I haven't played it yet. But I feel like a game like Messiah probably did this better. Oh yeah, that's the uh, fucking. That's the shiny David game C- where like the David Cage game, right? Is it David Cage or is it David? Is it the David who ran Shiny Entertainment? I'm gonna go look real quick. Because I know it's a shiny game. Oh, is it? Um, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe David Cage was involved in it. Let, let's let's look it up. Uh, let's Messiah. Ah, oh, crap! I put Messiah into Wikipedia. That's not the right place to go. Oh, you're right. It is shiny. Messiah on Giant Bomb. I forgot the guy's name. David Perry. That's what it is. Oh, I was Dave Perry. That. Dave Perry. Am I right? It is Dave Perry. Yeah, it is Dave Perry. Um, Messiah. Messiah, the game with the little angel. Mm-hmm. And you got to possess like. Like, like mechs or some shit. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, let's see, Messiah. Huh? I thought I clicked on it. Go. That's a problem. I like. Well, uh, you're absolutely okay. right. Anyway, it is David Perry. I In just this high... <laughs> for some reason I thought it was the what the hell is the, the, the team that David uh, Qu- Quantic Dream. For some reason I thought it was a Quantic Dream game. Oh, I think their first game was um, I think it was uh, what's it called? Um, Indigo, Indigo, Indigo Prophecy. Yeah, but I could be wrong. I'm going know. to look them up. Um, so Messiah, I love how like in in the John Bomb article, since you can edit it just like any wiki, like they insert opinion into like something that's supposed to be objective, like the story. In this highly underrated game, you play a fallen angel named Bomb. <laughs> it's like, Great. all right, set says you. Um, but oh, so Omicron was the. Uh... Oh, is that a Quantic Dream game? Yeah, and oh, wow. that's the one where with... you also you do take control of other characters. And that that's with David Bowie, right? Uh, wait, is that the one that's David Bowie in it? I, thought... I think it had David Bowie in it. I thought that the no wait Omicron oh, you're right. the Nomad no, you're right. Right? Is... See, Okay, I keep screwing up. Uh, Omicron is the one I was thinking was Messiah, but I think they have similar concepts. Right. 
I never, you know what, I never actually played that, and I know that was one of the, 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 there's this whole bunch of games that kind of came out in the, in the PlayStation era, where, like, there were all these weird-ass concepts going around, and, like, they were making all these bad PlayStation PC ports, and I think Omicron was one of them, and that's why I never wanted to play it, because I was scared it was, like, a shitty port, but, like, just, like, from the screenshots, I was just, this is, this is, this looks really interesting, and I want to try it, but I just never got around to it. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) so, that's, um... Messiah, and we got there by way of talking about what were we talking about? Uh, Geist. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> about Geist. Oh yeah, talking about getting rid of all my games. Oh yeah, and I sold back like a, <laughs> oh, a whole bunch right. of my. You're not even talking about nine, nine, nine anymore. Yeah, I hold, I sold back a, a few of my DS games. Like surprisingly, most of the DS games that I have are ones that I want to keep. But um, I can't rem- I can't even t- remember to tell to. Did I sell that Contact? I didn't. I meant to sell that Contact. Now I have to go back to the freaking store. Did you ever um, beat Contact? I played a hell of a lot of that game, but I never beat it. I've only played like about three hours, maybe even only two hours of it, and I was like, I, I'm done with this. Like, I, I, I didn't really like the combat in it. Yeah, that's kind of what I killed just, it for me too. I just like, I'm done with it. Like, I, I'm sorry for that because I know that there's so much interesting, like, in, interesting intrigue. Listen to that. So much, <laughs> so much, so much that's interesting about, um. You know how you are you are interacting with the character and with the professor, and you know what I mean. Yeah. But conceptually, it's interesting. But I just I just can't play it. Like I'm sorry. Hey, it, um, um, Austin. Uh, Al. Um, Austin. <laughs> Al. I, I, I was interested in playing it, and I will give you contact. I, I was gonna pay you for contact. <laughs> I will contact you with contact. Contact me later. I'll pay you to not contact. give him contact. Hmm. Don't hate. Don't sword. hate. So wait 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 Pete, I won't give him. Oh wait, uh, I just saw your tweet about the tickets for the uh, rock band thing, so we can buy it ourselves. Oh, you just saw it now. Yeah, you should totally. If you think you're gonna go buy it yourself, I mean, people like my friends here are like, oh, it's not gonna sell. The Brattle's huge, but I don't think they understand how big Giant Bomb is and how big Pax East is. And, and I don't think I don't think they understand how how big. Or how enthusiastic the gaming community is that they will come out in droves. Yeah, so I would say buy. It's only seven bucks. So you know, if if that's worse, the same, that's the same price as any other. Rock right. So if worse comes to worse and you can't even sell a ticket, oh well, you're out seven bucks. You know, seven big bucks. Deal. Yeah. But if you're uh, able Pete, to go, people just buy each of us drinks. Yeah. Thank you. You're so sweet. But yeah, definitely. If you think you're gonna go, <sighs> grab the ticket. Oh, I got me. mine, and it's gonna be because uh, what's happened is I guess I don't know if everyone from Giant Bomb's coming out, but I'm pretty sure it's at least the main four, and they're gonna be the ones actually judging. Oh, okay. So it's going to be gotcha. crazy. Dr. Tracksuit, back in effect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know what I was saying. What did I say? <laughs> Selling Oh, yeah, Al wanted to. So, okay, so, so hear me out. Al, yes. you, can pay, you can pay me for contact. Sure. In effect, meaning that I have sold you contact. I did not give it to you. And therefore, Pete, you will, have, you will be able to pay me for not giving it to him. So then I make money off of both of you. How about that? I, I'm only gonna give you like fifty cents though. <laughs> You're an ass fuck. By the way, my number of new tweets that I haven't read is nine nine nine. So let's talk about nine persons again. I messed it up. It's nine hours. Uh-huh. Nine hours. Nine persons. Nine doors. Don't you have to like so, leave in a half hour? Shouldn't we go on to like you know the big topic? <laughs> I have to. I have to be done in about forty five minutes. Yes. Okay. So, but um, like one last thing about nine persons. Like there, there are six different endings. Nine hours. Nine hours. Shit. <laughs> nine hours, nine persons, nine dogs. Just call it 999. Nine, that, that's what everyone nine. calls it anyway. Triple yeah. nine. The thing about 999 is, uh, th- so there's six different endings, and I hope 
to have gotten all of the endings by the end of this weekend because, like, the more and more puzzles you solve, the more you can skip through, and then it becomes a matter of, like, all right, now which choices do you make? Because there's only a limited number of choices that lead to the different puzzles, and I think that by the time I'm done with this, I will have done almost all the puzzles, so it just becomes, again, it becomes like a, which which branches do you follow, and how do, how do they affect how people interact with you? So, we'll see. Um, but yes, play it. Um, I, I, I looped back around after talking about Geist, and selling games, and stuff, and Doc Brown! We'll be right back. <laughs> back and I have a precious few minutes to talk about Doc Brown's topic which may uh, may blow up into this gigantic topic thing because the email is nice and meaty because Pete likes meat boys but we're going to skim through it the email because we read it ahead of time because that's what people do when they go to podcasts they read shit ahead of time and my Twitter feed is still at 999 which is kind of awesome go play 999 I should say go read 999 but um, if you don't recall our previous discussion on Doc Brown's tweets about story, basically the, you know, the big thing was he started tweeting about how, like, I think he was playing um, a JRPG. It was Golden Sun. It was Golden Sun, and then he kind of went off on a tangent about, like, stories are kind of shitty nowadays and blah, blah, blah. How, why, are we still, why do we still accept these types of stories? And Al, I think you responded to me. You're like, I, you know, I, I'm enjoying my time with Dragon Quest IV. Like, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of went into this whole little round robin of like, well, stories were much better back in the day. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not fair. That's not fair to say. And he's like, let me email you guys my thoughts because obviously a tweet conversation is one of the most inconvenient things to follow in the world. Like, I, 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 I get sucked into following tweet conversations, but I hate it. I'm like, all right, just give me a thread. G- give me back a... F- I, I remember the days when forum posts actually existed. Let's go back to those times. Um, but he's basically saying that um, uh, main couple of points. One is that a lot of us have high expectations about games and their interactivity within the construct of the game. And so he brings up the, fi- the example of Final Fantasy XIII and how so many people were like rising up against that game. Like, this is, an intera- like, this is so linear, blah, 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 blah. And so he raises the question of, we are so passionate about arguing against that type of gameplay. Why aren't we equally as, you know, up in arms or like, I'm curious as to why we're not as up in arms about story. Why are we okay with these linear stories, you know, if we're not okay with these linear gameplay mechanics? Like, why, why don't we demand more out of stories in that, in that sense? Um, he brings up a good point that Warren Spector brought up about the shitty second act, where, like, there's the intro, there's the conclusion to any story, and, you know... In games, that meat is in the middle because games are so long. Games are anywhere between eight and thirty hours. Hundred. I could totally or comment on this. Um, okay, def- definitely. Break let, it now. Oh no, let, let me just uh, like kind of finish the example. Okay, go ahead. Um, and because he's comparing it to movies and music, music. Listen to me. Movies <laughs> and books, where you only really have in a in a movie, you really only have two and a half uh, between ninety minutes and two and a half hours, three if you're lucky to go through three acts. Um, and so that second act doesn't get bloated. Um, with a book, you kind of have a little bit longer of a page, but I, I kind of don't see books in that light. I don't see books as short pieces of media, so I disagree with that comparison. Um, but books are kind of like iterative. Like, 
they'll go through multiple, like, I feel like they go through multiple introductions, multiple second acts, and then, like, as you conclude, you come to, I don't know, it's, uh, I don't, I'm not a literary genius, this guy's a PhD, so I'm not going to argue with him on that, <laughs> but uh, what were you going to say, Pete? Well, okay, I was going to, because he, he makes, he uses an example of the whole, like, you know, beginning, uh, meaty, middle part, and then end, uh, he uses GTA as an example, um, and having, you know, played GTA 4 somewhat in the recent past, um, like, that's definitely the way it is. Like, you know, uh, with Nico Bellic's characters specifically, you know, it starts out like really strong character development and, uh, you know, introduction to the character, his world, his life, his backstory, all that stuff. And then you go through, I don't know, 30 hours probably about of like what seems like meaningless, uh, antithetical, like completely contradictory uh, gameplay to the character. And then right, it wraps right. up with what, again, is like a very emotional ending uh for the character and his relationship with other people and things like that um and yeah like that is a major problem in game because like if that you know if that story had been a movie or a book or any other medium like it would have focused you wouldn't have had that weird disconnect uh and i can totally see that's the thing is like He's saying why aren't uh, – maybe I'm confusing what he's saying, but it sounds like he's saying why aren't we more up in arms about linear stories. But if, if GTA had been more of a linear story and like if it was just a third-person action game or something as opposed to the open world, you know, rock star GTA-ness, uh, we probably would have gotten a better story out of that game. Um, right. So that's what uh, – for me, that's why I don't get like up in arms about – or, you know, like I, I actually prefer the linear stories in senses because like you – if it's in the hands of a good story writer, you're going to get a good story and there's like not a chance really for the gameplay or the – um, you know, like the other stuff to get in the way of the story being told. Like uh, I don't know. Uh, just another example like a game like Heavy Rain or, you know, Indigo Prophecy – there's not much gameplay to speak of. Uh, Heavy Rain obviously is a little bit like better, like example, or like a better iterate, iteration on that uh, concept. But you know, especially right. if you look at Indigo Prophecy, there wasn't much gameplay to speak of. It was fucking, you know, uh, at, at quick time events. Um, and but it was a very linear story that still had choices, uh, and that slow, subtly affected the ending. But um, that was a game where, you know, like they wanted to tell a story and uh, they didn't let there wasn't a bloated mid middle section that completely, you know, disconnected you from everything. Um, so, yeah, like I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, my point being that I prefer those linear linear stuff. And it seems almost like with his own example that if uh, if we were to like ask for. OK, so I guess from his example, he wants us to ask for not only more open in the stories, but better open in the stories, like to right. take the GTA model, but actually make it better, um, right. which I don't know if it's if, if it's actually feasible in a story sense. Um, and I, I don't know if he did he give examples for stuff in the past that could do this uh, besides the three that, you know, we're going to talk about in a second, um, like Fallout mm, and stuff like that. He didn't like no. like I don't know if in twi Twitter or anything else he gave any other examples of like maybe 16 bit era games or anything before that that may have been Not able to do I that. Saw. Okay. Saw. Um so yeah, I just wanted to comment on that because like the GTA thing definitely I can see because I just went through it. Um yeah. Right. Um he has this one sentence that's pretty interesting. He says, it's not that there are no good game stories out there, 
But like any other medium, I think the majority of them are stale and generic. That's often okay, though, because their interactivity and often enjoyable gameplay make up for an unremarkable story. That, 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 you know, that key point of, like any other medium, I think that majority of them are stale and generic. Like, I don't know that... I don't know that I, had, I, I can complain about this more in games than with any other medium. I'm not saying that we shouldn't demand better stuff, but at what point at what point do you treat it like it's it, it you know it's a bigger problem in this medium than anything else? It's kind of the same thing that I've been harping on with like violence in video games and why people make it so much worse in video games. It's not the exact same thing, but it's just like the same kind of mentality that I have toward it. It's just like why do you treat it like it's special? Why why it has to be treated differently? You know, why Why is it worse to have violence in video games and violence in movies and music? Music. Books. Or whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Media. Other music. Violence you know, like, and it music. Is, right. Like, it is a problem. I, I think the thing that I... The, the reason, I guess, why I jumped into this discussion on Twitter, which, again, is not the right way to go because it's it, it, it's 140 characters and it's stupid, um, was like, hey, like, I, I get it. Like, game stories aren't that great, but, like... I'm not going to sit here and rail against it because I think it's like the worst thing in the world, like it's worse than any other other medium. And that's not what he's saying, but like I'm not going to sit there and raise it as an issue that and and put more anger into it, I guess, and like constantly complain. Not I'm not saying that he's constantly complaining about it, but I wouldn't complain about it over anything else. It's like, look, stories are stale, they're generic, yes, and he's right. Their interactivity is the interactivity and the gameplay is what kind of makes it rise above, and in that sense, that's kind of you know, and this is just me, um, and obviously you know the, what I'm going to say about this because I'm 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 completely not the story guy uh, uh, on this podcast. But it's like I don't give a shit. You could have you give me a shitty story if you give me like fantastic mechanics and totally enthralling like designs, level design, um, like mechanic design, all all that all that stuff that you actually play, like it could be a really lame story and I'd still play through it. Whereas if you give me a fantastic story. You really have to, I really either have to be in the mindset to sit through it, or it has to have good gameplay. Like, 999, for example, like, I'm I'm able to play it because, like, I'm kind of in the reading mood right now. I just got through saying that. I don't really consider it that great of a game game, but it's got an interesting story, It's it, you know, which which is a little bit linear, but kind of isn't. It's weird. I don't know how to uh, describe it because, like... At every decision point you come to when you when you go from like when you go from point A and you get to point B, like you might have gone through the same things, but then like they they react to you differently based on what you do later. I don't know. It's it's fucked up. It's 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 messed up. It's a mind fuck. I, I said it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, this it's that's another reason why I'm kind of like not into a game like GTA because like um and especially four because I don't want to have that sensation that you're having, Pete, of like well they go through all they they wanted to make this. A very story-driven game, but they have to keep the Grand Theft Autoness of this franchise in the game, and so they're already going to come to clashing points where, like, you can't do one versus the other. Now, to your point about like you like linear story in in the hands of a good writer being better, I definitely agree with the sense that if you have one thing to focus on, you can put all of your energy and all of your talent into making that one story fantastic. On the other hand, if you are somehow able to put that same energy and talent into multiple story threads because there's only so much that you'll get of working on one thread for like X amount of hours, you know, then it's time to move on to a different thread. Then you get a game like Planescape Torment, which is something that he also brings up as one of the perfect examples of interactive story where like that, all the threads are fantastic. They're just fantastic. But 
he brings a po- he brings up a point that I was going to use as a counterpoint, so he wins. Uh, <laughs> where because I agree with it, where like, hey, it's it's simply a phenomena of the direction that games are taking with big budgets being spent on voice acting and graphics and marketing and like present and other presentational aspects and big sprawling worlds that how much more money can they put into like developing all these different story threads that lead you elsewhere and then on top of that once you have all those story threads making the world even bigger to accommodate those i I mean i know that's not how the development cycle goes i i I was just giving an example but i I get that you know that that's a and that's kind of that's kind of why it's happening this way um but i'm in the camp of it's a shame that it's kind of happening this way because then we don't get something like a Planescape Torment, because Planescape Torment was completely 2D, 640 by 480 graphics, kind of shitty, but that's all right because of all the dialogue. People aren't going to stand for that anymore. People aren't going to stand for eh graphics and eh voice acting and like... Or no voice acting. Or no voice acting, you know? And and I think... I don't know. I, I think it's... I do think it's a shame. I'm, I agree with him on that. It, it definitely sucks that we don't get that as much anymore, but at the same time, that doesn't make games worse in general. That doesn't make game stories worse, which is the, which is kind of the sticking point that he and I had. Like, I totally didn't agree that he said, well, like, they were better back then. No, they were different. They were different types of stories. Like, th- just because a story isn't as interactive, in my opinion, and I think, Pete, you, you, you pretty much have the same thoughts, unless I misinterpreted what you said before, but just because it's more interactive doesn't necessarily make it better. Right. I mean... I I honestly would say that I think stories are better like maybe you don't get as many good stories but I feel like the ones that are good are better now uh because like people aren't writing so much for a video game they're writing their stories that happen to be taking place in a video game if right. that makes sense because I mean you know like if you go back to the 16 bit era and stuff like that like people were writing stories for a video game right yeah, it's it's really tough. And he he says it in here in his email, like straight away. He said that's a bit of a more definitive statement than what I wanted to get across. What I meant wasn't that Chrono Trigger story was the best thing Square's ever done. It's not. That, that's me saying it, not him. I don't think it's the best thing ever done. But rather, the reality of game design nowadays has has a bit has had a bit of a chilling effect on the ability to make stories more interactive. Consider the consider some of the most interactive stories in the past, like Fallout, Planescape Tournament, Baldur's Gate Two. These games give you much more freedom in terms of changing story events than most moder- modern titles like Mass Effect or Fallout 3. Agreed. Totally agreed. Again, doesn't make it worse or better. It's just different. Now, in I a really medium... I wish I had played Planescape, but that really, like... That seems like the game I should have played. Um, I can, can I uh, interject here? <laughs> yes, please do. This email made me buy Planescape this morning. On good old games? On good old games. I haven't actually been able to play it yet because um, I was watching something with Evelyn and I was running a backup of all my stuff, which took like two and a half hours for some odd reason. Um, <clears throat> but I read through the manual and I'm absolutely like intrigued by what the kind, you know, the type of game it is and how it works. And I. Honestly, Pete, if you think that you have the time to play it, you probably should get it. It's only $10 from good old games. And 
I think that it might actually wind up being a really good experience. I mean, everybody seems to like it, and when I installed the game or downloaded it, I forget, yeah, when I installed it, it was like Planescape Torment, the second most requested game on GOG. <laughs> and I'm like, what was the first most, Fallout? I don't know, probably Baldur's Gate 2. Mm. Um, but I think just by reading the manual alone, I'm like, this game's going to be fucking good. <laughs> I'm just worried that, like, I mean, okay, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I'd be worried that it'd be a product of its time, you know, like that, like people who are maybe it's the most requested game because so many people did play back then and they like want it for nostalgic reasons. Like, I wonder how, what it'd be like for somebody who never touched it before to go into it now. Like, I mean, well, I can tell you next week. <laughs> yeah, so you'll and, definitely have to tell me. Also, and I'll say from my experience that um, it's a product of its time with regards to its presentation. But if you know, it, it it's is. I played Dragon Age for about 45 minutes, and granted, 27 of those minutes were spent rolling my character <laughs> and then re-rolling my character because the game crashed on me. But I think that if someone in this day and age can get through the gameplay mechanics of Dragon Age, they will have no problem with Planescape. Yeah. It's one of those games where, like, okay, get past the graphics and you'll be fine. Um, like, it's all pre-rendered shit. It's isometric. Like... But but everything else about it, like the way that you progress through everything, like menu choices. I'm not saying exactly like Dragon Age, but it's that type of game where it's like, oh, I get it. You know, it's not it's not super antiquated. It's not like um, the Legend of Zelda where I can't move diagonally. You know, it's like I get it. It's it's fine. It's good enough. It I can deal with it. Now let's get into the story. Now let's get into the character building. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and again, it, it's uh, to go back to his uh, you know, his thoughts here. It's like. Yeah, like, let's see, his his last sentence uh, is, the reason that all of this was possible is because the designers didn't have to animate complex, expensive voice acted cutscenes for every single choice you made. A lot of it was just text. Also, each area of the game wasn't expensive to design, so devs can make up parts of the world that you may have never seen if you ignore this or that particular side mission. So, like, I, totally agreed with that. I, and, yeah, I agree with that, And I think that's a total shame that it's that it that it's gotten that way. And, and I... I, I and Pete, I did hear you, so don't worry, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I won't forget about you. But I, I wish that the market did have more space for more indie developers to go, hey, I'm going to make this old-school interactive-type game. Not old-school in mechanics, but old-school in, ter- in the fact that we're going to take it back to the Baldur's Gate 2 days. We're going to make a game where your choices really matter. And the only difference is, is that, hey, we're using polygons, it looks a bit smoother, it plays a bit smoother, but we're not going to go out there and get like all these voice actors to do all these cutscenes and spend all this money on all like so many different vast expanses. And 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 that's that's simply a product of the mainstreaming of the market today and that's kind of it kind of takes me back to my college days where I was just like, man, fuck Final Fantasy 7 and, and fuck the PlayStation 2 for encouraging you know all these like such a such a widespread appeal of games such that they transform into this medium where all we're doing is watching cutscenes and summons. You know, back to my fanboy days of like you know f all these new developers and f all f all these you know cinematics. Like I I really really hated that when I was in college. I hated that so much, and this is the reason why. And like now that I kind of don't have that much time in my life anymore to play games, I'm I'm a little more okay with it. But it still <laughs> makes me sad. It still makes me sad that like. Although I love Mass Effect, like I, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of the furthest that we can get within the mainstream market. Which, you know, to be fair, this type of game, this type of game meaning something like Planescape, was never really that mainstream to begin with. But making the mainstream kind of 
market share even bigger kind of squashes the room that everyone else has to be like, hey, look, I made this awesome game that plays like Baldur's Gate. I don't give a shit. Does it have guns? Does it have no Russian? No? Then I don't care. Is it is it is it a Vietnam game where I get to shoot people? No? Then I don't care. Is it Madden? No? Then I don't care. You know, and that, that, that type of thing, I'm totally on board with him on that. Like, I don't know if that's what you were saying, Doc Brown, if that you were going that far. I'm going that far because I really, really hated it back in the day. You should have seen me on the... Al, you remember this. You should have seen what a terrible fanboy I was on forum posts. I was like, I was like, <laughs> livid at all this bullshit that was coming down the pipeline. I was like, I hate it all. But Pete, um, okay. Well, regarding like Mass Effect and budgetary concerns and like you know the whole yeah like things like that. Like if there wasn't so much budget concerns, maybe they'd be able to open up story more. Like, uh, it reminds me, Mass Effect is a good example in comparison with these older games. Uh, there's a there was a specific game on the Mac called escape velocity um mm-hmm. there are pc style games like this i think like sword of the stars master of orion are sort of sort of similar it's a space like exploration game um i think the ones on the pc are more strategy based uh whereas on the, the the mac game i'm talking about it literally was sort of like uh an evolution of the adventure genre uh mixed with a little bit of like real-time space combat um so like this game you would basically start out as a like like derelict shipping vessel and uh you know like you launch from whatever home world or whatever and you're you're just free to go anywhere in the galaxy that you want you visit other planets you you know trade with them uh maybe take quests from them uh to visit you know maybe diplomatic quests to go visit another planet and speak to somebody and along the way you could run into like other uh fleet of ships maybe space pirates or something that would like attack you and things like that and it was kind of I, I don't know if it was scripted or if, like stuff like was random randomized in the game. I don't really remember, but it really was sort of like I said an, an evolution of the adventure genre. And with that, it was really simple graphics, and everything was like introduced like or like uh, presented almost in a text way. Like whenever you landed on a planet, it was just kind of a static screen with text describing it, and if you talk to people, it was just like a text box. Oh, um, it's kind of like Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, at least for the planetary exploration part of Mass Effect, yes. Um, so yeah, like, it, but there was so many things, and like, literally, you could pretty much go to like any planet. There was this huge galaxy to explore, and they were able to open up and have different, like, you could just take different branches, like based on what, like, way you want to take your character. You can make them, you know, a good guy or a bad guy. You could become a space pirate yourself if you wanted, or you could become like you know, a, I don't know, galactic fighter or whatever the fuck you wanted to be, uh, just like a wealthy trader or whatever. Like, you know, there were these options you could do for your character and, you know, there was star- stuff in the universe you could not see in one playthrough depending on what you wanted to do with your character. Um, and so, like, that did a lot of storytelling and with, like, all these, like, branching, like, possible paths. Kind of sounds like what Doc Brown's talking about uh, with, you know minimal regards for budgetary concerns. Then you get something like Mass Effect, and this is a, something I remember, and I think it's a good point, is that when Mass Effect, before the first game even came out, when they were first talking about Mass Effect, the Bioware guys who are, you know, renowned storytellers, especially for uh, Knights of the Old Republic, um, and obviously they're older games, but, like, that's what Knights of the Old Republic was really, I feel like, what pushed them into the mainstream. Um, and they were talking about they their galaxy in Mass Effect. They wanted to you to be able to go to every planet. Um, they were supposed, as far as I remember, there was talk of them having, you know, something, you being able to land on every planet, maybe they're not being something to do there or something necessarily uh, related to the main storyline, but 
I, I'm almost 99% sure they said that you could go to every planet. And then that was cut, like, obviously at some point in development because I, I'm assuming because of budgetary concerns. Like, you know, they had to do all these, like, all this modeling, like, all this stuff for the planet, which didn't turn out, you know, the plants didn't turn out all that great. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I guess maybe, not only budgetary concerns, but for story concerns, they probably wanted to keep characters somewhat on that main path and not let them go too far off, you know, the beaten path so to speak um but uh yeah i i feel like that those are good a good comparison for what he's talking about like once budgetary concerns come into play uh you do have to cut out a lot of the excess stuff that maybe the developers do want in a game um and sacrifice like open worldness and uh possible story extensions just because yeah maybe they can't afford to like you know render model voice all that right. shit uh, uh man you just reminded me of something that i want to say keep going i'm gonna write this that, down that's really i mean do you guys remember that Am I, do, do you feel that i'm wrong or misremembering that about mass effect do, do either of you guys recall that being talked i don't about? i really don't unfortunately no um, i didn't even know about mass effect until austin said something about it etc etc uh so so you just reminded me of the way you're talking about that uh somehow of like I think one of the tweets that I that I responded with was like the medium is still maturing like let's let's give it a chance and I, I, I and forgive me if I, mi- I am misquoting you Doc Brown but I, I remember the response was just like I don't want to hear any of that bullshit was paraphrasing like that's that's the tone I would have used if I was going to say that so that's why I'm saying it that way but like it was the response was basically like like I, I don't you know I'm tired of that excuse like I'm tired of but but I'm sorry it is a legitimate excuse exactly because of what you said Pete like. Yes, we had stories before that were better. That was, again, back when these budgetary concerns weren't a reality and the presentation aspect of it was acceptable as it was. It was acceptable to have 2D. It was acceptable to not have that much voice acting, even though I think Planescape had a lot of... No, it didn't have every... Not every line was voice acted, so... Um, But, you know, we have yet to reach a level of production where the tools are inexpensive and efficient where it's easy to get um, everything that we need to do to make a, a make the presentation of a game uh, of a certain level of standards that it can survive in the marketplace. Because the reality of it is that people expect a certain thing out of their technology, dri- out of their technology-driven medium. You know, they expect a certain level of polish. They expect something, and 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 maybe that's wrong of us to expect this. Maybe it's not, but the cold, harsh reality of it is that in every entertainment medium, as the technology has gotten better, we've expected more and more and more. So either you stop getting, you stop making stuff better, which is also stupid to me, or you adapt to it and you figure out a way to eventually make everything such that, you know, worrying about a graphics engine is no longer an issue. Worrying about uh, the cost of designing a level is no longer that big of an issue. So once you get to that point, whether it be because of a technology standpoint or what people expect or what, pe- what, what people are able to do in terms of their innovation based on past experiences and what they've learned, we are simply not there yet. And I don't care if someone's going to call it a lame excuse. It's a legitimate excuse. It's not even an excuse. It's a reason. We're not there yet. And until we can get there, we're either going to have these great stories that are stuck in poor presentation and no one's going to want to play them or we're going to have all all of these modern warfare 2 games 
or Modern Warfare games, I should say. All these Modern Warfare games, and it's all the same thing, or something like Mass Effect, which is which is excellent, but also kind of says, well, people like this so much. People like the the ability to make their decisions so much, and we don't really have to to you know put the extra effort into making all these planets explorable because they're happy with what they have, huh? You know, we have to. You know, we're gonna have that or the other thing until we get to that point of maturity. So, like, I, I still think that the that because it's so technology driven, this medium is so technology driven more so than movies because of the f- movies and TV more because of the fact that you know it has to be something that we can use it's interactive and so because of all that we're never going to reach that point um as quickly as we as as movies did and movies took a long time they came out as silent film they started with the nickelodeon came into silent films with title cards right and then like it took a long time to get them to where they are today so and even then we have Budgetary, con- well, I mean, this is obvious, but like we have huge budgetary concerns about like you know paying actors, which would be voice actors in, in the video game world, um, the rendering farms and computer graphic, uh, outsourcing stuff to computer graphics houses to get you know to get shit in Avatar looking great, which is almost the same exact thing as video games have to do, you know, um, uh, paying paying the editors, paying paying all the staff who's who, who's responsible for making a movie happen from. Like, from all those people that you see in the credits, like, what the fuck is a dolly grip? Well, that guy gets paid, you know? Um, the the film that's used... Uh, oh, I guess film's not that much of a problem if you shoot in digital. But, like, you get what I'm saying? All the costs that go into that, like, we still haven't gotten to a point where we're just, like, the biggest thing that we can worry about now is creating the environment and creating the story. No, we still have to worry about all this other shit first, you know? It's worse for video games, and I, I, I'm going to maintain that, you know? And until we get to a point where that doesn't become a problem anymore... W- you know, a lot of the issues that we are having with games today are simply, look, we're at this point, it'll get better, we need to hear it out, and if the problem is that we're going to be dead before it gets to that point, well, that that's a shame, but you know what? We got refrigerators. People in the fucking 1300s didn't have refrigerators, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fact of life. That was kind of grim. I'm going to stop now, because that's, dep- that's depressing me. What I would I wanna... like to see is, yes. like, I would like to see team-ups of sorts, like, you know, mm. get a team like Quantic Dream writing a story for a rock star created world. Oh, collaboration. Um, yeah, like... It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I'm saying, like, that that'd probably be ideal because, you know, then you'd get your great story and your amazing worlds, but, uh, you know, when you do have one team that excels at one but not so good at the other, you know... You're gonna keep getting the same kind of thing. Yep. I mean, look at Rockstar's games; always the same thing. Um, what are you talking about? They're <laughs> consistently game of the year stuff. They're awesome. They're better than other stuff. That uh, doesn't mean. I shit. mean, I, I will say that their story writing has like definitely evolved and grown to like, like, I, I'd almost say masterful like status. Like, I, I swear, like they should have. <laughs> I don't know. They they could have sold that Nico Bellic story to somebody else to make a better game out of. Uh, right, right. Like, cause that like that was a, I really really like that story. Um, and then Nico. From what I hear, uh, you know, okay, um, uh, so wrap them real quick. What I hear, uh, you know, I didn't play all of Red Dead, but that was another one like a great story, but it once again suffered from you know GTA isms. GTA isms. Um, yeah, I. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like. If they focus on one or the other, you know, they made a, they did make a really great world in GTA 4 and in Red Dead Redemption, but like, so they're good at world building and storytelling, just not in together, not like, 
you know, in Combining conjunction. <laughs> and then there's also the, they, they just, I still feel that you're not very good at gameplay. Um, but yeah. Right. Uh, so that's it. That, uh, you know, none of this matters because uh, I, I decry uh, stories <laughs> and games. So all, everything I'm saying is moot right now. Eh, it's, it's moat. You mispronounce moot now. Moat. Um, I was, I was, I, I had something to say. Uh, I was just gonna say that, like, after all this, I still do have the same wishes as he does. Where, like, where, hey, you know, I'd like an interactive, a more interactive story. I'd like something that that gives us more kind of control over what happens um, in a given story. And you know, in order to do that, like, you, you kind of have to take the story writing out of a story writer's hands and put it into a game designer's hands, where it's like you define and you drive the story. The sad fact of the matter is, is that most people like being told the story. So that's and that's that's where we've come. Uh, Al, yeah. uh, opine, sir. Nah, too late. Why? <laughs> Why is it too late? Because we don't have time. You know what? I'll make time. I, While you I opine, I will time. change clothes. I can't make time. You can't make time to save your face. No, I have to save my face next week. Oh. Uh. Well. Wh- uh, general, yay or nay? <laughs> About what? <laughs> I don't know. Say uh, something, motherfucker. How do, you, wait, do, you, do you feel? Really, do you feel? Do, do you feel similarly to his thoughts, or, or are you I, kind I of do. cool with the way I, things I, are? I feel similarly to his thoughts, and I have quite a bit to say, <laughs> which cannot fit into a matter of negative five minutes. <laughs> negative. <laughs> and and I think that I'll have more to say once I play Planescape Torment. And Planescape gotcha. Torment may make me go and search my house for Fallout and Fallout Two. And I kind of hope it doesn't, but it might. Yeah, we could totally continue this conversation next week because I did, or well, not next week, not next PAX, week, but the week after, because mm. you know, yeah, we didn't even talk about like Fallout, and there's like so many things we could use as examples, and like this, this is like a never-ending discussion. I'm sure Doc Brown will come on and be like, "No, you motherfuckers, you got it wrong again." <laughs> <laughs> and and plus, there's the difference in the ability of the player to uh, interact with a story to a point where the story ends based on their decisions. And the ability for a player to interact with the story, but the story still leads them to a specific destination. Um, that, I think, is another big uh, conversation point that is discussed in this email. Which yeah. which do people want? Which do people prefer in terms of um, <clears throat> different types of game players? You know, the hardcore, the casual, those who... Uh, I guess hardcore and casual determine how much time you have to play a game, so I'll, I'll, I won't be redundant. But when it comes to, uh, I want a hundred-hour game where all of my decisions really matter, or I want a forty-hour game where things just depend on I say something here and uh, this particular situation ends this way, but it doesn't really affect where I'm going to be in forty hours. Um, you know that that thing kind of matters. Like for me, I think I would prefer both ways. But for the time being, I kind of balk at a hundred-hour game where your decisions mean everything because I'm like, I don't right. really have a hundred hours to sit there and decide well, what I want to do. Um, that's why I would prefer playing something like Mass Effect, where okay, yeah, I'm gonna go through the game as Renegade, but uh, I do know that Renegade just means it's going to affect the, the moment. Renegade. It's not going to determine that I'm going to end somewhere on some planet completely different than if I was to be Paragon or if I was to do right. a mix. And I'm okay with that. Right. One, one last thing that I'd like to say is that, like, I, I feel like, 
you know, the a, a passionate game designer will want you to see all the fruits of his labor. Maybe sometimes that's not possible. They shove so many things in there into a giant story. Very true. You know, and and I and I sympathize with that. It's like, look, hey, you want us to see this, so even if this this game is only about nine hours long and doesn't like, you know, give you super, uh, super like branching off choices and stuff, you had this vision that you want me to see as an artist, and I I respect that. You know, and in that sense, I really don't have a have an issue with that. I just what I what I decry, Pete, is. <laughs> Just like, hey, we're just going to tell you stories through cutscenes all the time, and that's all the way... It's it's the classic Sean Elliott versus Shane Benton has an argument of like, well, Half-Life 2 tells a better story than Metal Gear Solid 4, because all that all, all in GS4 was was cutscenes and direction. Half-Life was you're in the moment. So you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's totally... It's that type of argument. But getting along in a tooth, beating the horse to death that's already dead and losing its teeth, so... We'll revive it next, uh, next, next time. Next time. Next time. Next <laughs> time. Al, where do you live? XLM2K.blogspot.com, which dun, I dun, hope dun. to update in the next couple of days, but I don't really have any. Yay! Uh, Twitter.com slash DRADMage. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. RockoFuerteMusica.com. RockoFuerteMusica.com. Pete, where do you live? Twitter.com slash RivenRYBN. Twitter. Dot com slash Briven. No, Rivet. Briven. Don't fucking, don't. Briven. Don't go R-Y-B. to Briven because that asshole doesn't tweet. I don't know who that is. I don't know if that's even a thing. That's my cousin, oh, bitch. I was going to mention oh, something. No, I don't know. Uh, Pete, did you hear about um, Microsoft revol- reviving old Xbox games? Xbox Live IDs? What? What? Yes, they're reviving the dead. You may be able to get Riven on Xbox. Link me to a story about this shit right now. It's on the <laughs> Xbox. What you call it? The the web page. It's on no on the the dashboard. I didn't see that. Oh my fucking god! I gotta go see what this shit's about. Well, basically, what they're doing is they're ribbon. taking old names that have been used that are expired. I think from Xbox. And right. They're, they're, they've never been on 360, which is fine because my name has never been on 360. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. If some motherfucker out there steals my name, I will murder you. <laughs> hurry up. Get on that, son. Hurry, hurry. All right. I live at twitter.com slash Mr. Chupon. M-R-C-H-U-P-O-N. Uh, where else? Uh, trygames.net. Sharkversusoctopus.com. Uh, and you should visit certain places such as GamingTheMedia.com, DrFishyPants.com, AustinDLight.com, RocoFrettheMusica.com, even though he said it already. And I'm running out of breath. So for Al... Uh, peace out, y'all. For Petty. Decry Moot. Decry Moot. I have been your host with the roast, Austin. Rob Lowe. Swing.